speaking of Israel. The time has come for the end of the nation of Israel. God had had enough. He had told them when he brought them out of the land, out of the land of Egypt, that he would be their God, and if they would keep his commandments, he would bring he would bless them in the land that he was bringing them into. That they would stay there, that no one would make them afraid, that no one would conquer them, that they would prosper in that land. Now remember there are two nations, they've been split in part. And the northern kingdom has become more and more wicked. They have turned away from the Lord. And God kept waiting. He gave him another chance, kind of, when he sent Jehu to get rid of the house of Ahab. But they turned back to wickedness. So now in the 12th year of Ahaz, remember Ahaz was the king of Judah that said, I don't need a sign, Lord, because he was a jerk. In his 12th year, Hoshea, the son of Elah, began to reign over Israel. And he reigned for nine years, and he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, although not as bad as some of the kings were before him, but it was still evil. So against him came Shalmaneser, the king of Assyria, and Hoshea paid him tribute. That's where you say, I'll give you money if you don't attack us and kill us. But then that guy kind of becomes your, your king. He became his vassal. But the king of Assyria found out that Hoshea was treacherous because he had sent messengers to So, the king of Egypt, and offered him money so that he would come and help him defeat Assyria. So the king of Assyria came and took Hoshea and put him in prison. Then Assyria invaded all the land of Israel and came to Samaria and besieged it for three years. And he captured Samaria and he carried the Israelites away. That means he took all the people of the land out of the land of Israel and he brought them away and placed them in all kinds of different cities. Imagine how terrible that would be. To have somebody come and attack your country and then capture you and take you away and make you go live somewhere else. To separate you from some of your family and your friends and your city. And you would become slaves in different places. That's what happened to the people of Israel. Why did that happen to the people of Israel? God. What? God. Because God... Oh, he loved Israel. He did everything for Israel and gave everything to Israel. He didn't like Israel anymore, though. He still loved Israel. But he didn't love it. They didn't love him. Yeah. They sinned against the Lord, the one who had brought them out of the land of Egypt, and they worshipped the false gods and walked in the customs of the nations. And they, they secretly did against the Lord the things that weren't right. They made false uh, idols and they made false high places and they worshipped under green trees and they worshipped the false gods of the peoples and they did wicked things provoking the Lord to anger. And when the Lord warned them and said, you should not do this, they still did it. And when he sent them prophets to turn them from their evil way, they would not listen. Kind of like sometimes if we tell you to stop doing something and you don't listen, it's the same thing. It's stubbornness. It's a stubbornness that we all have by nature 
John the Baptist said this to some people in his day. He said, you, you are hard-hearted and stiff-necked people. A stiff-necked person would be like, okay, sometimes if I'm on a... Sometimes when I'm on a run with Shadow, sometimes, like, all the time, and he sees something that he wants to get, like a goose or a squirrel or another dog, and we run, and then we run past it, and then he, like, turns his head to look at it, and, I, and, he, and he keeps turning and pulling that way, and I'll be like, stop it, stop it. And I'll be like, Shadow, heal. And then he'll be pulling on me, and he, for a while he won't listen. That's, like, stiff-necked. So when we do something that is wrong and somebody tells us that it's wrong and we do it anyway, that's stiff-necked. And when somebody tell, and, and when uh, you do something wrong and we tell you to repent, that is to say sorry and to be sorry and to change your attitude and to change your actions and we refuse to do it, that's stiff-necked. That's just what the people of Israel are like because we all have a sinful nature. That's what our sinful nature is like. And when you find yourself acting like that, understand that that's your sinful nature. Don't let the sinful nature drive the car. What's that book? Don't let the pigeon drive the bus. He always wants to drive the bus, right? Do you think he'd be very good at driving the bus? He'd be better at it. He'd be better at it than your sinful nature. I had a professor in seminary who said that the sinful nature is like the backseat driver from hell. What he meant is this. Imagine if I was driving the car... And while I was driving the car, I'm just driving along. I'm trying to drive down the street. I'm trying to go about my way. And then every now and then, this like mean person in the back seat lunges forward and then grabs the steering wheel and tries to push it off the road, trying to kill everyone in the car. That's what your sinful nature is like. So when you see that your sinful nature is causing you to disobey your parents, is causing you to be angry when you get in trouble instead of being sorry, when it's making you be mean instead of kind, when it's making you be ungrateful instead of thankful, that's the backseat driver from hell, man. It's trying to steer you off the road. It's trying to kill you. But Jesus also sends us his word to bring us to faith. So the children of Israel are a warning, the northern kingdom, they're a warning, an example of what happens if we continue to refuse to repent. They did all these terrible things. It goes on and it says more. Not They made those golden calves. They worshipped the Baals. They worshipped the Asherahs. Some of them burned their children and daughters as offerings to false gods. They used divination and omens and sold themselves to do what was evil. Like, you know how, like, in Harry Potter, it's just a book, but in Harry Potter, they have that class with that professor where they're trying to, like, tell the future by reading tea leaves and stuff. People in real life try to do stupid things like that. And they do whether it's like a Ouija board or going to a palm reader, dumb things, they think that people like that can tell the future. Either, most of them can't and they're liars. Some of them, if they can, it's because they're getting their power from the devil. So that's not good. And all, all of that is bad. So the children of Israel did all kinds of things like this. So because of that, the Lord removed them. He was angry and he removed them from that land and only left Judah and the people who were there in the southern kingdom of Judah. Judah also did not keep the commandments of the Lord, and they started walking in some of the things that the children of Israel had done. But for the sake of David and his line of kings and his promise of the Savior, he didn't destroy Judah, at least not yet. 
Israel was exiled from their own land and they never came back. They were taken away, the northern ten tribes. They were moved all over the place and settled in different places. And to this day, they have never come back. No one actually knows where they went. They got all mixed up with different peoples from different places. So the king of Assyria then brought people in from other places and settled them in the land of Israel. And they lived in Samaria and in the cities around there. And because they did not fear the Lord, the Lord sent lions among them who killed some of them. So the king of Assyria was told about what was happening there. And he said, oh, you need to find one of the priests of that land to teach them about the God of that land. Because remember, they thought that each land had its own God. So they taught them some of their customs, but they didn't really trust in the Lord. It was a mixture. They mixed up the religion of the true God with the religion of their own false gods, and they put it all together. And that's how later in the New Testament, when it talks about the Samaritans and how the Jews hated Samaritans, the Jews shouldn't have hated Samaritans. That was bad. But the reason that there was this kind of animosity between the Jews and the Samaritans went back to like this, that these Samaritans had been brought in from other places and that they had a mixed religion. So, let's see. So the Lord made even a covenant with the people of those nations that came in that they should serve the Lord and not their false gods. And if they did, he would bless them um, because he showed that he, even these people that brought in, he wanted them to know him and to trust in him because he wants everybody to know him and to trust in him.